When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins and Net Podcast, and Happy New Year. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Dale. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, all that good stuff. Now, we've got a lot to talk about uh, today, this episode, uh, a lot of stuff with the Dolphins, five-game losing streak, out of playoff position, week 18, regular season finale coming up. But obviously, there's a lot of uh, more important and bigger NFL news that developed in the last 24 hours. Um, if you're watching Monday night's game between the Bills and the Bengals, um, you saw Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin, unfortunately collapse, going to cardiac arrest in the middle of the first quarter. Um, it was a very, very scary scene that unfolded in Cincinnati at Baker Stadium. Um, medical professionals uh, rushed out there. Um, you know, the, what was later announced was that um, you know, he stopped, uh, his heart stopped for a moment. He had to be given CPR, uh, a defibrillator. Um, he was later transported by ambulance to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, a level one trauma center, where he's currently in a critical condition. Um, he's in the intensive care unit. Um, just a, a very, very scary incident that occurred last night. And that game um, was postponed or suspended and later postponed. Um, and the NFL now announcing on Tuesday that that game won't resume this week. Um, and the current week 18 schedule uh, will remain uh, unchanged as of now. But obviously, uh, first and foremost, you know, our, our, our thoughts, our prayers, our condolences, our concerns uh, are with, you know, DeMar Hamlin um, and, you know, his family and everything going on. Just wanted to kind of really start with that and, um, you know, just give our reaction with, again, a really scary incident. You know, I, I want to start off with Sam by, you know, in Miami, we, we've seen, uh, I mean, just a couple months ago, we, we've seen, you know, on that very same field, you know, Tua, you know, hit his head, um, you know, going to a, a fencing posture had to be carted off on a stretcher just in a very similar fashion as, as last night. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, a couple months ago when that happened, you know, that in itself was a, a very sobering reminder of, you know, the brutality of this sport, um, you know, how dangerous a sport it is. I mean, it's a sport that we all love. Um, we, we love to watch it. We love to talk about it, you know, write about it for a living, but it was a reminder of just how dangerous the game is. Um, you know, I, I mean, personally, I, I've never seen anything like that, in, you know, just, in listening to a lot of reactions, I mean, it was it was really kind of an unprecedented precedented situation, um, in terms of you know what actually happened. You know, we we've seen a lot of people, um, you know, sustain you know injuries where they have to be carted off, sustain head injuries like again like with Tua where they're they're carted off and whatnot. But, um, you know, you quickly understood the magnitude of that situation last night when you know they come back from break and there's really no update, and then later on you start to hear about you know, him getting CPR. I mean, you start to hear of how dire of a situation it is. And, um, you know, thankfully, he was able to get the medical attention on the field before he was transported to uh, to uh, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Um, but again, it's just uh, just just very, very sad, very unfortunate, you know, even throughout you know, Tuesday, you know, me watching and 
you know, uh, listening to um, a lot of the medical professionals that were on the various sports shows and for them to talk about, you know, just how important um, that time was. He was on the field because there was, you know, there was a lot of reports that he was given CPR, chest compressions for, for almost nine minutes. Um, you know, that he was given some oxygen as well, but he was given uh, chest compressions in that moment. So just to hear that, uh, you know, cardiac arrest, all stuff like that with the heart, I mean, it, it's always sad and unfortunate, regardless of uh, how old you are. But I mean, this is a guy who's 24 years old. I mean, I'm 25, you know, very close in age. So to hear of that happening to somebody so young and, and on a routine play, no less, you know, where he was just kind of making a tackle, he falls to the ground and he gets up and he collapses. Um, just very, very unfortunate. But, um, you know, it, it's been great to see the, the outpour of uh, support from, you know, the entire NFL community. Um, there was a link that was going around yesterday and today um, of, you know, a toy drive that he started a couple of years ago where he was trying to raise money to give uh, toys to, to to less needy, to, you know, families uh, who weren't able to to pay for it themselves. And, you know, it, it was up to a couple thousand dollars, you know, last night. And, um you know, just 24 hours later, it's reached, you know, three, $4 million. So um, it, it's been great to see the way that the whole NFL community has rallied around, uh, around him in, in this moment and that Bill's community and his family. Um, obviously, again, you know, the game's been postponed. It's not going to be played this week. Not really sure when it's going to be played. Um, the week 18 games, including the Dolphins game is, you know, set for now. Um, but again, you know, just very unfortunate and, um, you know, you're just kind of praying and hoping that you hear some better news. So um, we're definitely hoping for the best and hoping for some positive news in the in the coming days. Well, and the scariest part, I think, for any, any for most of us is that it was a very normal looking play, even more, you know, just another play than the the Tua injury earlier where you can at least say okay he got thrown down like you know he didn't get thrown down you know you you, you knew there it was a normal looking play but you can still say okay i can see that this was as as garden variety you know you know as much of a as a much of a tuesday play as there is as there was as you'll see and um Obviously, it didn't come from play. Obviously, there's the young man has some other things going on there. Um, but it's very jarring. And um, it's, I think it's also jarring because we don't like to be reminded not only of the brutality of football, but the fragility of life, period. Yeah. We don't, you know, as you know, so people I'd say, well, you know, tomorrow is not guaranteed. And, you know, now the I know a lot of people, and I'm taking to say tomorrow not guaranteed, tonight's not guaranteed. You know, you know, two hours from now is not guaranteed. You know, I you know, I write breaking news these days. I see, you know, I see uh write about, see reports of um, you know, see official reports of people who you woke up, I'm sure woke up that day and they had all kinds of plans for the next week, the next next few months, next year. Not gonna happen. And 
it was something I told my daughter on the day of the Parkland tragedy. Um, she was in seventh grade, and I said, "They are, I'm sure, there are some people, there are some of those parents who, you know, something happened that morning. There was an argument. They fussing each other, whatever." And I'm, I let somebody get out of that car angry and just left. And that's the last you, that was their last interaction. So one of the things I, you know, I always said to her, when we leave each other, let's hug each other, tell each other we love each other and look, don't make perfunctory, look in the eyes. Let's make eye contact so we know we mean it. It might seem a little dark because you don't know. And stuff like last night just hammers home. You don't know. The, you know, NFL players, people don't understand how much fitter than the average population in general that NFL players are, NHL players, NBA players, um, you know, they're, you know, how much, you know, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, a lot of them, the veterans, you know, they've learned to eat, eat, you know, their eating habits, you know, they've improved their eating habits over their careers. Just, you know, oftentimes how healthy these people are, how, you know, in a way physically superior they are. Champions are born and made. And when when you talk about champions, you could say, you know, professional athletes are born and made. Um, And so for this to happen to this young man, you know, just doing what he does for a living is very jarring, as you said about the sport, but I think it also hammers home to a lot of people. You know, life (laughs) is the game of life can end at any time. And we don't like to be reminded of that. You know, it's a little always a little it's always a little jarring when you are reminded that. You know, when you see a tragedy that, you know, an out of nowhere tragedy. It's not like somebody's doing something they shouldn't be doing or got themselves into a posi- bad position or something, or you know, this wasn't there was nothing about this that was, you know. Well, you say, oh, well, you know, he, why did they, why did they let him on the field? The, the two answers was like, you know, questioning whether or not he should have been playing or not. Yeah, there is nothing about this that says yet that we know, that we know of. As far as we know, this was a fully, you know, obviously, you know, as far as we know, this is, this is a, this is a healthy, very healthy, supremely healthy, young man and who is now fighting for his life. And when he should be in his age group, nearly at his, you know, physical peak for 
and being a professional athlete. That's that's very unsettling. And, um, you know, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, it's, uh, it's another, it's just another, you know, really sobering reminder of the brutality of the sport. You know, you, it's not, it's not what anybody, um, wishes, hoped for, anticipated. I mean, we all, I'm not even sure it's the brutality of the, it's the brutality of the sport. Cause look at, look well, at the play. I, yeah, I mean, it, it, exactly. It's, it's things that you you wouldn't you. It's, it, 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 it seemed like a routine tackle, but again, I mean, with the with the physicality, I mean, these players are, are so fast, so so powerful, so strong. I, I mean, obviously, right. we're still waiting for for more kind of news, and there's going to be a lot of tests and um kind of review it to figure out exactly what happened. But uh, but but again, I mean, it's 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 a very violent physical sport. It's nothing that we've seen uh, on a field before. A lot of people, I don't think any people anybody has really seen that, but again, it's a reminder of just how physical these players are and how physical that this sport is. You know, it's a, it's an inherently violent game, and there's regardless of you know the, the the helmets and the various pads and protections and rules that you implement, um, you you can't take out the, the inherent you know violent violence, you know, in that in that sport. You know, regardless of what you try. We've had there have been instances before actually of players knocked out nearly i mean the one of the most famous plays um uh in the you know philadelphia eagles new york giants uh 1960 frank gifford uh who came to kind of resent the chuck bednarik um talked about this a lot over the years frank gifford was a who would on to you know do Monday Night Football as a play-by-play guy for a long time? Uh, he was a halfback with the New York Giants. He was a star halfback, and he caught a pass over the middle. And Chuck Bednarik, who played kind of a middle linebacker sort of position uh, with the with the Eagles, whose nickname was Concrete Charlie, um, and he played both ways. Uh, well, Concrete Charlie caught him, caught Gifford coming over the middle with a just uh the ultimate like decleating shot and Gifford was out uh, Gifford was like I think he was like out he was knocked out of the game for like a year on this shot and it almost it literally almost did kill him um but again if you looked at that play when it happened you were like ooh you know, this last night and things and you know, the human body is a funny thing. You, um, I heard somebody say today, you know, the similar things happen, you know, every few weeks across this nation in lower run games and games that have less attention, not even, not even football games, you know, where, just something, you know, hits the chest wrong or something. I, I, I saw a kid when I was a kid, a kid in my youth hockey league, eight, he was eight years old for Pete's sake. Um, you know, it took a puck to the chest. I don't think he had, you know, shoulder pads on because it was kind of a screw around time. And that was it. Um, 
you know, I, who knows if he, if he if he just got hit wrong or if there was something else going on already that the contact, you know, exacerbated. You know, we don't know yet. And, um, you know, obviously those answers will be coming. But that's what I'm saying. It's not... It, the, this was a very this was not it's it's a it's a brutal game but this wasn't especially you know this wasn't especially brutal or didn't appear to be um yeah but it, it but then again maybe that's maybe that's to your point that you know even the average football play is something that you know can be danger, very, very ultimately dangerous to the human body. Yeah, not for sure. I mean, the the, the emotions on the broadcast of, of that the broadcast captured the players. I mean, a lot of them in tears. Um, mm-hmm. You know, really. I mean, I, I know they showed the, the replay a couple times, and then after a while, they they kind of made the decision uh, that it really wasn't necessary. But uh, the, the emotion kind of kind of told the story. Um, so, so obviously, again, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with Demar Hamlin, you know, this family that builds community and. Uh, you know, definitely hope that we, you know, we hear some positive news in the coming days. Uh, we're going to take a short break, uh, but when we come back, and we're going to we're going to shift back to the Dolphins' uh, five-game losing streak now after a defeat in Foxborough. Um, who's to blame? Can they win their Week 18 game against the Jets? They need some help, uh, but doesn't even matter with the quarterback situation. We're going to discuss that and more. So stay locked with us. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins in Depth podcast with David Neal. Now, the first half we were touching on uh, the Mar Hamlin situation uh, in Buffalo. Um, obviously, unfortunately, collapsing, going to cardiac arrest. Um, now in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. But um, you know, definitely want to try to switch gears a, a bit back to the Dolphins. Um, and uh, the the collapse, the second half collapse continues for Miami. Uh, as I said before, a fifth consecutive defeat this time to the New England Patriots, uh, twenty three to twenty one. Obviously, Tua did not play in that game, um, as expected after he was diagnosed with the second concussion this season. Um, but there were also a, a couple more key players that uh joined him on the sideline that didn't play in the game. Uh, Xavier Howard, uh. Uh, Teron Armstead and Bradley Chubb all missing that game because of respective injuries. Uh, Mike McDaniel didn't want to blame that loss on their injuries, but obviously um, in a key matchup, a game that could have clinched the team's first franchise, the, uh, excuse me, the team's first postseason berth since 2016. Um, those guys were definitely missed. Um, and it was a, another game where, you know, it was marked by a, a quarterback injury. Teddy Bridgewater got the start, um, played fairly well, um, until uh, until really, uh, until a really uh, backbreaking pick six that uh, gave the Patriots the lead. Um, it appears Teddy was hurt, dislocated his pinky on that play while trying to make a tackle. Um, 
Skylar Thompson came in, the rookie, the seventh round pick, um, just wasn't really able to, to to rally the Dolphins. He threw, he throws an interception. The Dolphins, uh, excuse me, the Patriots convert that into a touchdown to really put the game away. And uh, the Dolphins are now out of a playoff spot in the AFC. They entered the game as the seventh seed. The Patriots are now in possession of that. The Dolphins are no longer in control of their own destiny. They not only need a win against the Jets on Sunday uh, to keep themselves in playoff contention, but they need the Bills now to beat the Patriots, knock them out of that seventh spot to regain um, that wild card position. Um, now, there's a lot of question marks entering this Sunday game. I think I think first and foremost, the quarterback situation. Um, Mike McDaniel saying on Monday that he's not really preparing for Sunday as if two is going to be available. He's preparing as if Teddy, uh, an injured Teddy Bridgewater or Scarlett Thompson will play. Um, obviously, things are a lot different. This offense, this team is a lot different with Tua in the lineup as opposed to Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson. Um, there's obviously some other other injury concerns. Xavier Howard, uh, Teron Armstrong, Bradley Chubb, as I said before, that they need to monitor. Um, and, then, and then there's just the, the, the simple factor that, you know, it's not really just on the, the Dolphins, you know, to get into the playoffs. I mean, they have to look to uh, the Bills-Patriots game. And obviously, we just spoke about um, the things that the Bills are going through. Um, they're obviously not going to be playing that Cincinnati Bengals uh, game this week. Uh, but, I mean, I, I mean, in my opinion, I think that the, the, the week Ethan schedule still might be up in the air. I mean, there's a lot of stuff at, at play right now. Um, obviously, the the Bills were in contention for number one seed. We don't really know how the 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 – postponement of this game is really going to impact all of that right now um it very well could because the bills just might not be in a position um where they're competing for the number one seed this week this weekend and if not um they just might not feel as compelled to, to play a lot of their starters and key players so there's a lot of stuff at play um i kind of want to take a step back and go big picture because i know there's a lot of frustration uh amongst dolphins twitter dolphins fans a lot of finger pointing People blaming Mike McDaniel, people blaming Tua, people blaming the defense, Josh Boyer, Chris Career. Um, and as I, I thought about like who who deserves the blame for the second half collapse. Um, and, and it was interesting because I I thought about when we spoke about this team right before the season started, and we gave our kind of preseason predictions. And I said, barring health, I think <clears> that was the main thing that 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 we had said. Barring health, this is a team that on paper should be very competitive and pretty good if things bounce their way, especially, especially with health. Um, and we see now a 500 team, an eight and eight team that is kind of been beset by the injury bug in recent weeks. And, you know, I, I guess if, if you want to blame somebody or say somebody who's one person is at fault, I, I wouldn't do this, but I think there is something to be said for the front office, which is led by the general manager, Chris Greer, devoting and investing significant capital, whether that be draft picks or salary cap space, to players who have injury histories and injury questions. Now, when you look back at a high-stakes game in Week 17 in Foxborough, the Dolphins, I mean, they flat out, They if they won that game, they'd be in the playoffs right now. We're having a very, very, not a, maybe not a very, very different discussion, but the perception is a little bit different if they had won that game because they needed to win that game and they needed the Jets to lose. Well, the Jets lost a couple hours later, but it didn't matter because the Dolphins didn't take care of their own business. Um, but I put it in in my game store. You looked at that game and all the guys who were out, Tua, 
Armstead, uh, X, Chubb. Not only are they very important players, but they're all guys who have some sort of injury questions. Tua coming into the NFL, now the the series of concussions that he's been diagnosed with, Armstead battling injuries all year. We know, I mean, that, that, that was like the one knock about him when the Dolphins signed him. It was, hey, if this guy can give us, you know, 12, 13, 14 games, they're, they're going to make a good position. Now, obviously, he's bought, bought through a lot, but in, you know, what was the biggest game of the season, he wasn't able to play. Xavier Howard kind of re kind of knocking knees in practice. He was dealing with a groin injury early in the year. He's dealt with some injuries in the past. Even Bradley Chubb, who they not only traded for and gave up a lot of draft picks, but they gave a big extension to, that was the one knock on him. Like, this guy is a great player, but he's had some injury questions. Um, I, I said it when the season started. I was like, they have the talent at the key positions to be competitive, and we've seen that. Obviously, the four-game winning streak or the four-game losing streak hasn't, you know, it, it, people nobody really expected that after an eight and three start. Um, the Dolphins haven't put their best product forward during that time, but they've still been pretty competitive during all those games. They haven't been perfect. They haven't looked great, but they've been pretty pretty competitive. And when most healthy, they've been they've been pretty competitive. And we, and we said, hey, like I I think that the one thing that I, I also and we had mentioned is that like not only do you have to be really good to be successful in the NFL. But we kind of forget how lucky you have to be. Like, like sometimes you just have to stuff has to bounce your way. I think earlier in the season, in terms of health, um, some of the ways some of the game outcomes kind of came out, shaked out, they, they were kind of lucky. Um, I think that eight and three kind of fooled all of us because and, and to an extent, like I, I always was kind of like a little skeptical um, because I was like, hey, it, it is coming up. It is coming against kind of the weak quote unquote part of their schedule. We definitely wanted to see how they performed over this kind of four game stretch, five game stretch that in the season. And now we've seen that, hey, when faced with tougher competition, you know, maybe they 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 aren't really what they appeared to be earlier in the season. Um, again, it's kind of going on in a roundabout way in terms of, you know, assessing blame. Um, but obviously, if, if you want to kind of put it on the roster construction, you can do that. But truth be told, I mean, this is what happens in the NFL. I mean, you, injuries happen. There's a lot of teams with, with injuries. I mean, there's a lot of teams whose quarterback has, has been out and they've been making a they they've been making a way to win games. Um, so I mean, I, I gotta say, I mean, it's there's blame to go around. There's there's not one person that you can say, oh, like Mike McDaniel can be better. Mike McDaniel can be better and putting them in a position where they can win these games without Tua. The defense and Josh Boyer can be better where they're not giving up late drives every single time the offense needs a play. You know, maybe Chris Greer shouldn't have invested so much money in guys who have injury injury histories. I mean, there's a lot of blame to go around, but I don't think that obviously if they don't make the playoffs, I think that that would definitely that'd be a huge disaster. There'd be a lot of hard questions to ask during the offseason, but I don't think that it's it's some sign that. Uh, the Dolphins rebuild and reboot or whatever has gone wrong. I mean, this happens a lot. You know, if they have a little better injury health, we're having a different question and we're having a different, we're having a different story um, right here. Uh, so it's unfortunate. I mean, obviously week 18 can maybe change the perception a little bit. It kind of change things around and who knows what happens when you get in the dance. Um, but I, I think that big picture, I don't, I don't think it's this big disgrace and it, it's a collapse, no doubt. But I don't think that it's it's a 
it's indicative of the Dolphins not doing the right things in terms of rebuilding this team, adding talent, and taking steps to be competitive and be a winner. I mean, they've been competitive, but obviously the injuries have kind of caught up to them and the coaching staff, the players haven't done enough to overcome that. Well, okay. Uh, Number one, there's never, when you get down to, oh, who's, Whose fault is it? Who do you know? We all want the single shooter. Everybody or all the fans want the single shooter. All fans want the single shooter because they they want the Oswald because that what that does is, oh, okay, if we just take that and fix that, then it'll all be okay. Well, th- that's not the case in football. It's not the case with any professional sports team. It's rarely the case with any business. It's rarely the case with any relationship. You know, there's rarely just one thing wrong. And it's more like, as uh, Morgan Freeman said, somebody asked Morgan Freeman about bad movies, movies that he's been, he knew were not going to work while he's shooting them. And he said, and he said, you know, he said, well, you know what, why does a plane crash? He said, it's never just one reason. It's like, like five or six things have to go wrong for a plane to crash, usually. And it's the same thing with, you know, when a team collapses, when a business goes under. And um, if you look at that, one of my favorite NFL ones, NFL top tens, my favorite one, one of my favorites is the 10 worst collapses. Cause that, that's kind of fascinating to me because one of the reasons it's fascinating is the various reasons those teams collapsed. And by the way, the number one one is the 93 dolphins and it's the easiest one. Marino went down. Okay, Scott Mitchell comes in. He's playing well. Okay, he goes down. Like Doug Doug Peterson comes in. You know, he they, they were down to like their fourth or fifth quarterback by the end of the year. You know, and they, and the only game they won late was the fluky, you know, game on Thanksgiving where Leon let you know slid into the blocked field goal. All he had to do was leave it alone. If he does that, they would have lost every game going down the stretch. Um. And it was it, it that was injuries. But if you look at the other things on that list, there were things happen. Sometimes there were things happening for a team early in the season that were, you know, that were good that are things you can't rely on, and that are you know cruel mistresses. And they when they flip on you, they flip on you. One of the one of them is the uh, Denver Broncos. The first year Josh McDaniels was there. You have a rookie head, you know, rookie head coach. Things are going well early on. You know, things are going great. You're really feeling it. And then when things start to go against you, now how do you handle it? And when you do you know how to handle it? And you know, everybody has to learn somewhere, you know. Um and sometimes that learning, that that period of learning, you, if you don't have the raw talent on the field to kind of make up for your learning curve, well, guess what? You're going to have a losing streak. And um, some, you know, sometimes injuries. Sometimes, and you know, you you have just it, there's just such a different bunch of things that happen and you know sometimes there's infighting on teams it was just, it it's fascinating to me why teams you know have have seasons have have big collapses and 
I think with the Dolphins, you have a rookie head coach. You have had injuries. Um, you know, you, you know, maybe did feast on you feasted on the part of the schedule that before the season that we looked at, and you bet you better feast on that part of your schedule, or you're not gonna be eating much. Um and uh, you know, so all these things come into play. And and yeah, you uh you know, when you give you know, when you give have serious money to players whose availability is questionable or has it have a history, you know, they're there most of the time, you know. It's you know, it's kind of like being on time most of the time, you know. That's that's nice, but I I, I want the person who's gonna be there every week or every who's gonna be there on time every day, you know, as you know, the modern cliche, first ability is availability. Uh, yep. Yep. And uh, consistency of being there is underappreciated to me, you know, and we've we've gotten to be we've gotten to be kind of adrenaline junkies with things, with achievements and everything. And we that we kind of look down on. We don't recognize maybe we don't maybe not look down, on, but just don't recognize the excellence in the, the guy who shows up every week, does his job well. And, you know, and he's like this, whereas we, we like, you know, there's somebody else who's like that. Um, not saying you don't want Xavier Howard on your roster or you don't want a Pro Bowl tackle on your roster or you don't want a Tua on your roster. But you can't have too many guys at too many key positions yeah. that might not be there. We gotta go beat the Patriots in Foxborough. Um, late in the season, you know. So there's all these, you know, the Dolphins have all these things into in play, and um, you know, this week's certainly not going to be, you know, it's not going to be a stroll. Uh, the Jets play. You know, Jets at least play well defensively, and we'll see how much, you know, pride they have, if, or if they've got the U-Hauls p- packed up and ready to go. Um, but I would think they would have some pride left, and you know, uh, you know, you have this Bills, you have this Bills Patriots game, which, uh, you know, how are the Bills going to come out? I mean, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of question marks. I mean, I, I think there's legitimate question marks. I mean, stay yeah. stay real quick on the on the Dolphins game. We don't know who's going to start. Um, I think Teddy has been Teddy's. I think Teddy's been serviceable. I thought he was serviceable until obviously his his big interception. Um, Skyler's obviously a rookie. Um, I, I don't want to I don't want to pile on him too much because obviously he's a rookie and both of the games where he's played the most. I mean, he's been called upon like he's had limited practice reps and then a. Teddy gets hurt and he's like, all right, you gotta go right. in there. Like, I got I like and he's essentially in a two-minute drill as soon as he goes in. Like, I don't want to judge him too much. Um, but, but he know, is what he is. He's a seventh round pick, he's a seventh round rookie yeah, who yeah, does yeah. practice time. Like, I like I can't so, I can't really I can't really criticize yeah, him yeah. too much. Right. You, you, you get what you paid for. You get what you paid for. Um on the Jets front, um there's been no like real concrete like definitive reporting, but I mean I I I don't know if Mike White is like 
definitively going to start. I mean, obviously, Zach Wilson is still in the fold. Um, that's been a disaster this season. Um, but I mean, there was some people that were kind of floating it. Hey, like maybe he gets one last hurrah, one last chance to prove what he can do. If Zach Wilson in, is in there, that's a much easier offense to prepare for and, and defend. And then obviously, you know, there's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching and we just don't know what, like you say, you were kind of starting to allude to it, but we don't really know what to allude. We don't know what we don't know to, what to expect with a Bills team that has gone through what they've gone through, um, what their thought process might be, how they might approach that game. Cause if they don't even, if they say, Hey, we can't get the number one seed because of the way things shake out. Um, we've had a very tumultuous week. We're just going to try to stay healthy, get ready for the playoffs. It might not even matter what the Dolphins do, to be honest, um, with that. So, you know, I know, oh, just kind of kind of wrap up the, the previous uh, point that we were talking about. I know that I know the tenor that will come in with, especially me, isn't what fans want to hear after a frustrating loss, a fifth consecutive loss. They want to they want heads to roll. And I completely I completely understand that because they're saying like somebody's got to be held accountable for this. But I don't want to do I don't want to do a postmortem. We still got one more week left. We, I mean, for all we know, I mean, I know the team said that McDaniel said they're not even they're not even counting on Tua to come back this Sunday. I'm not as well, but we just don't know. We don't we don't know what how that status might develop. We don't know what they might do on Sunday. Heck, if they get in the playoffs, that's an extra week to extend their season. I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm gonna wait till the season is a fill. It's officially done. We find out what happens week 18, and then we can do the postmortem if they don't make the playoffs. Um, but I know a lot of people are wanting heads to roll. I don't I don't think that they need like they don't need to blow this this thing up. Like this isn't this isn't some team that's like, all right, well, we tried everything we can. Time to blow the whole thing up and then and, and get some new people. I, I don't think that that's the the state of this franchise. Obviously, it seems like that because of the past 20 plus years or so. It feels like that after, you know, in the midst of this this five-game losing streak. But I don't think that that's where this current franchise is in terms of the construction of this team. Um, they had a lot of very unfortunate bounces the past couple of weeks with injuries, the way games have unfolded. It happens. I mean, shoot, Vegas had them at an eight, eight and a half. Their win total at eight and a half. They're at eight with one game left. I mean, they, they, we always say Vegas knows something. They knew something. I had them as an 11-win team. I think that barring health, if Tua plays a couple more games or all the games, I think they're right around an 11-win team. But again, we don't play this game in a vacuum with the sliders off and the injury sliders off. You know, there's right. injuries, there's stuff. I right. mean, it's 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 a crapshoot. You just never know once the season starts. But I don't think that this is a this is uh I don't think the state of the team is at a point where we gotta blow everything up. There's probably there there is gonna be some hard questions. I mean, I, I don't want to look too far to the offseason. There are gonna be some hard conversations and some hard decisions to make to be made, but let's give it one more week. I tend to think that the Dolphins are gonna come out and they're gonna they're gonna come out, they're gonna play hard, whether it's Teddy, whether it's Skyler. I just got a feeling they're going to get the job done. And I just got a feeling that the it's it's really hard to predict that that Bills Patriots game. I I have no clue what's going to happen. I mean, shoot. I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow with the way the schedule is. Like I I still think that something weird might happen with the scheduling cuz we have a game, we have a game that was literally stopped last night. Um, you know, rightly so. So I don't even know what's going to happen in the next coming days. 
But if they play the all the week 18 games are scheduled, I just got a feeling that the Bills they win that game and the Dolphins kind of back in, so to speak, into the playoffs. And then we're kind of back next week talking about, oh, well, are they going to this city, this city, city? Uh, what are the chances they can? I, I just got a feeling, you know, maybe it's the maybe I'm being naive. I know a lot of Dolphins fans are kind of rolling their eyes while they're listening to this right now. But I just got a I just got a weird hunch. Uh, you know, the, the Dolphins, they're not they're not done yet. I, I don't know why. I just I just kind of feel that way. Um well the you know, and no everybody wants to dance around it, nobody wants to say it, you know, but the the you know, you you had to postpone that game last night. And but you also I don't I don't know how do you go forward i mean if you if you just want to swallow it and say okay it, you you almost have to cancel it you almost have to say okay it's not it's not going to be played count. yeah it doesn't it, count. It's not, yeah it's not going to be played and because you know rescheduling the game you know cre- creates all kinds of domino effects. And, I don't. I don't think you can this late and, season. And, and that's and yeah. people think, oh, well, why don't they just? No, 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 no. There's a whole lot of moving parts here, and it's not even. It's not as simple as let's move everything forward one week. Because trust me, that Super Bowl host city will the, the the tiki torches will be out, and there'll be an NFL headquarters, and they will burn that sucker down if you move that move that Super Bowl one week. You know, um, the. Because you, you know, because you, because there was a regular season game that got, that had to be stopped. You, the, the, all the moving parts, all the things going on that. Now that this gets real, this gets very interesting. I mean, this gets very interesting. And then just a cold crass, you know, what happens now way. um, And which is what. Look, that is what we are going to eventually get back to this weekend. That's what's that's what we're going to get back to. Um, and so here are the bills. You know, I, I uh, you know, I'm sure they don't ha- like the idea of you know, giving letting letting the Patriots have anything. You know, it, look, if you've if you live in these other AFC East cities and you've had to put up with that team beating on you for 20 years, winning Super Bowls, winning the division every year. Do you you know, and now you and you play in those cities and you, you know, you feel that energy. You know, I'm quite sure the Buffalo Bills, even though those most of those players have only been there, you know. What five years, six years max, if that? I'm sure they're thinking, man. We, do we really want to let New England have anything? Yeah, there's some, there's something there, or and you know, hey, let's or maybe they come up with a, hey, let's just let's get back into it. Let's get, you know, let's, you know, let's, you know, let's use this to bring us tighter. You know, let's let's you know, and let's. Throw ourselves into this so that so we can deal with and process deal with this near tragedy this way. And they you know they might smoke the Patriots, and or you know, they might you know or they might just say okay, you know throw up their hands. But 
you kind of don't know with with them and uh the dolphins this dolphins jets game looks i mean i know how the last one turned out on the scoreboard but it was it was close this, it was a lot closer than the score right right it, right, right it, and exactly and so you go oh, boy this is another one of those games i if i was betting it i wouldn't be betting it um because it's it, it looks like it should be low scoring it looks like you know one of those you know a turnover here or there decides a defense you know whichever that's, a, that, that's, that's essentially what the new england game was i said it i was like hey it, it, it's really a matter of like who, who can avoid the, the play right. and who can make the big play on defense and, and we, the Dolphins we weren't and the, and the Patriots were. So, yeah. yeah, we saw. Right. And whenever, and that's another thing. It's a cruel kind of a, you know, the cruel mistress that can turn on you in a heartbeat or from season to season. Like, you know, if you watch those teams that they're very rarely, do you have, you know, there's only been select certain like near great or great teams that have been able to like, you know, year after year after year, they're high on the takeaway list. Mm-hmm. Usually. And I mean, this, this goes for the best teams and not the end, you know, the best teams and very good teams, you know, usually you have, you'll have one great year, or maybe two great years. And then after that, you'll have a fall off. It doesn't mean That's your turnover the, I mean, margin won't yeah. be great, but, but there's teams that are consistent tend to have a really good turnover margin. Yeah. But that, you know, all those takeaways, you know, those Julian takeaways, like the the Minnesota Vikings in the 70s used to have just ridiculous like years where they would average like four a game. And you know, this is way back when people that weren't really weren't throwing the ball, but 25 times a game at most. But that was that's one of the few teams you can look at throughout NFL history who year after year did that. So like when the Dolphins, you know, you have a, when you have a big year, usually you can see a kind of a regression to, you know, the middle. Um, And it's regression to the mean. It's a mean regression because you will, you will, you know, you'll fool your, your fans will be disappointed. You'll be, you know, the team's disappointed. What's what's happening. And we, you know, we used to, you know, we had, you know, 25 takeaways at this point last year. And now at the same point, we got eight, you know, um, that's, that's something that can flip on you year to year. I guarantee you next year, the Patriots aren't scoring. What is it like seven defensive touchdowns? They have this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Five straight games or something crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that there are very few things I'd lay big money on like my paycheck, but that that's one of them that they won't, that that won't happen again next year. And they might be better. They might be a better team. They might be a better defense, but they just that just won't happen because that also that relies on a couple other some other factors. Usually, a mistake made by the other team. It's not just your great play; it's their mistake also. So, um, so the which roundabout way back to the Dolphins Jets. That's why this is a very tough game to read because it's going to come down to again. Uh, you know, somebody who makes a special teams play or uh, one or two special teams plays or a few turnovers. And, uh, you know, Dolphin special teams, 
not the best this year. But then again, how many, you know, you have what two punt return touchdowns in the NFL this year and both of them against the Jets, you know, so, you know, weakness on weakness, you know, there. And the turn, um, like I said, the turnover situation, that's always a little dicey. Uh, early in the year, Dolphins are getting timely turnovers. Later in the year, not so much. And um, so, and if you if you're you know if you're talking Skylar Thompson playing against the Jets defense, you know he's gonna he's gonna turn seventh round rookie at some point in the game, and they, or he's likely to. So, uh, all I'd say is you know generally take the under. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this one, this one could be 17, 13. I, I'd, I'd go Dolphins on this, but only because they're probably the better team. Over, they're the better team overall, but yeah, definitely. De- yeah. Uh, yeah. Like definitely like, a. am yeah, we're not, we're not getting Marino and O'Brien shooting it out. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh. Again, it's just very hard to hard to read. I mean, there's a lot of factors to play. Obviously, even not only with the quarterback situation, but as I as I mentioned before, a lot of the a lot of the guys who missed last week's game, their their stats are still up in the air. And then again, you just uh, it all doesn't mean anything if the Patriots don't uh you know lose that game to the Bills and they're you know they're dealing with a lot of stuff that's bigger than the bigger than the game right now. Um, so uh, it's definitely going to be it's it's going to be an interesting week eighteen. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of um you know different com- combinations and playoff permutations um that are still um still at play and still can unfold this weekend i'm sure a lot of people at hard rock stadium will be watching uh, the scoreboard for not only the game uh, to see what's going on across the nfl uh so it's gonna it's gonna be interesting and then again um I, I obviously a lot there's bigger things than you know week 18 um with uh demar hamlin and his status so again as we, you know, continue to get closer to the weekend, you know, we just hope and pray that we uh we hear some some positive news on a recovery from his point. Um, so you know, it's uh it's definitely uh it's, again it's, it's something that you know we have we haven't seen much like that something like this uh, in, in recent memory. Um, and you know we'll, we'll definitely be monitoring it on from all different phases. Um, well, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. As always, reminder to uh, subscribe to my Miami Herald YouTube page. Subscribe to the Miami Herald. Like, share. Um, you know, definitely gonna have a lot of uh, updates on the Dolphins' quarterback status. Mike McDaniel saying that he wants to, in, a, in an ideal world, decide a starter by Wednesday so they can start getting first team reps for the regular season finale. So we're gonna have uh, a lot of updates on Wednesday as well as throughout the week. Um, we'll be back next week to recap another weekend of Dolphins football. We don't know yet if uh, we don't know we, if the Dolphins will be. <laughs> we, we, we don't know if they'll be getting ready for another game, but we'll we gonna still be playing. But <laughs> we'll, we'll still be here. Uh, you guys enjoy the game this weekend, and we'll see you next week. But until then, take care. See ya.